Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me in The Pew, as always, is my co-host and cohort victor adams how's it going oh i'm doing great man i'm glad to be back in here in this pew putting another show down man i'm, I'm excited right. we uh the topic today is something that's very near and dear to my heart it didn't used to be uh but it is now and, and it's something that i think men struggle with more than in a lot of other things with their faith uh you know I, i've shown you we we pulled confession mm-hmm. and i know god wanted us to talk about it this week because I pulled it out four times out of six. The yeah. word confession came out of this bag. So I know it's something that, you know, in a group of 18 or 20 that night, if six people put it in this bag in our group, then it's obviously something we need to put some attention well, towards. It's heavy on their heart. Right. Right. So when when stuff's forefront of, of our mind and our heart, then uh, we got to pay attention to it. I know. So do you have anything you want to confess right now? <laughs> uh, I, I need. I need. I do need to go. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to do it on there. No. <laughs> no. I need to be the confessional. That way, it's confidential. You. you know. I hear you. Right. That way, it counts, right? That's right. I can't. I can't give you absolution. That's right. But no, I do. I do want to talk about the fact first of all that I think there's been a picture painted of confession, especially with men, is is something that I mean. Let's just be honest. We're afraid of it, right? It, when we first. Whether you've been Catholic all your life or you've just become Catholic, confession is something that scares men. It, it's because, one, we don't like to be vulnerable. We've talked about that before. Right. We don't like to admit our faults. We don't want to feel guilty. We don't want to be made to feel um, just the way that sometimes you can feel when you when you have to go and fess up. Sort of like when you're a little kid and you broke something. Yeah. And there's this fear that I'm going to be punished or I'm gonna there's going to be this recourse or a consequence of my actions. And... It's a it's a mutated or a misguided thought because God is not a vengeful God. He's not the God of the Old Testament that you would you would see these these vengeful acts of God. He's you know because of the covenant and because of Jesus Christ, He's instituted the sacrament to bring us mercy and love. And I think that sometimes as men we 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 get confused about that point and we think that man this is some sort of punishment. I'm going to detention. You know, instead of instead of going to receive a grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, the image of a judge is pretty much uh, for for me growing up. God was a judge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, God was loving, but man, he was a judge too. You know, he's gonna he's gonna tell you you do right, you do you, you're blessed. You do mm-hmm. wrong, well, you're punished. And um, going to confession is was something uh, foreign to me growing up because you know raised up in a Protestant background, you as well, mm-hmm. were both converts. It was pretty much of, uh, well, just, just say you're sorry in your prayers and, and try not to do it again. Mm-hmm. But does that work? Right. Well, that's that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We have to change the image to from God the judge, right, to, to a loving father. I mean, that's really what he is. And, you know, he sent his son, obviously, as we all know, to come down here and die for us. But Jesus also, when he was here on earth, experienced what he already knew, the struggles that we would have to face because of original sin and the fall and the weight of, of venial sins, small sins. You know, we're not just talking about the terrible ones here, the mortal sins, but the venial sins, the one that weight that the ones we can't seem to beat, the ones that, that we fall prey to all the time. He knew that 
we would need an avenue to offload that. And that's what I really want to do today is, is to try to to paint this new image of confession to those of us out there that were like I was in the beginning of being afraid of confession, mm-hmm. of seeing it as, as something that that I needed to avoid at all costs. Because there's a danger in that, right? When When we avoid the sacrament of reconciliation or confession, we give the devil a tighter grip on our lives, right? We... God wants to give us an opportunity to to open a doorway, open a river for his grace to flow into our lives. You know, confession is about constant renewal. You know, we fail, we fail, we fail, we go and we 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 tell God about our struggles, where we've fallen, and we ask for his forgiveness. We're honest and open, and it allows us to practice virtue, all kind of virtues, obedience, uh, uh honesty, uh, you know, all these different virtues that that just flow forth when we go and we just open ourselves up. So, but I know there's a lot of common reasons that people don't want to go. I mean, I've written down some of the ones we've heard. You know, it's it's been forever. I don't know how to do it. You know, um, I'm tired of confessing the same thing. I don't believe in it. You know, they'll judge me or I see it as a punishment like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the thing is, I get that. We that's That's something I'm very familiar with. But we've got to learn to get past that. And one of the biggest things that I've heard is, is the one we mentioned of, I'm tired of confessing the same thing. Yeah. You know, specifically one night, I remember a gentleman in our group saying, I'm tired of going and confessing to a priest uh, that I'm impure with myself. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's embarrassing and I'm tired of it. And, and I, you know, obviously I can't get a grip on it. And, and that's, that's something that I'm struggling with. And that's the devil's way of keeping us from this grace that God wants us to to experience because actually the part of confession that that transforms us is going back and, and talking about the thing that we keep failing at because there's there's it's not just the sin of impurity what's causing that sin of impurity you know what is the what is below the surface that's causing you to do that or if you're going and constantly confessing arguing with your wife or the way you're treating your wife if you're being mean or abusive or angry with your words and the what your your actions you know there's something else that's causing that and con- con- so going looking at going to confession over and over for the same thing is we don't need to to look at ourselves as a failure for that that should be looked at as a success because we're going and we're we're eventually with the priest's help with God's grace we're going to figure out what the cause of these things are and hopefully defeat that sin move on to the next one in our life right well i remember one time you talking about in in our our courses with guys get together you would you kind of assimilate this, what you're just saying, as to go and see the doctor. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, something's bothering you, a stomach ache, whatever, and you go see a doctor and you know they do run tests, nothing comes up, but the pain's still there. Mm-hmm. Well, are you just going to stop? Right. Or are you going to go look for a specialist, right? right. I mean, eventually you're going to keep going to where you can find the remedy for that pain. Right. Right, and that's what confession is for. Yeah. Well. What, exactly what you're saying. Diagnosing the symptoms Diagnosing so you can, symptom, yeah. the, to, right. you can get to the root problem. You know, you're exactly right with that. And, and and it just, that's the thing, you know, to your point, you know, I've had sinus infections a million times in my life. Every time I get one, if it's been a day or two and it's bad, I'm going to get a cocktail shot. Yeah, I'm, because, not, I'm done taking pills. I'm, I, yeah. I go and get the shot because it is, it's instant relief. Right. Yeah. And well, and you're not, I mean, eventually you learn, I don't want to sit in this hell for the next three or four days yeah. feeling terrible and when I know there's a remedy out there yeah. but that's what we do with our spiritual lives right we know there's a remedy but but for some reason we allow the devil to stand in our in our path and block us from that and 
what it does is it, you know, I have to imagine it almost pains God, right? He, he, he instituted the sacrament, and, and and there's a lot of places in the Bible where you can where you can read about it, or, or there's you know, scriptural passages that allude to where we get confession from as Catholics. But you know, the one that really sticks out to my mind is is Peter and Jesus, right? Peter sat there and he told Jesus, "I will not deny you." Like there's no way that's happening. I'm mm-hmm. not. I love you more than anybody does. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not turning on you. And as soon as he said it, not long afterwards, he did. He denied Christ three times. But what did what did Jesus do? Like how terrible must Peter have felt? You know, when when we when we betray Jesus, when we when we turn on him, it's it's little small sins a lot of the time, and we don't have to stare Jesus in the face. Peter was God, Jesus was there. Looked he was the present, yeah, right, yeah, and and did it not very far from where Jesus was standing when he did it, and how terrible must that have felt for Peter? How much is it, would his heart have had to have been broken? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the confusion that comes with not understanding that he's actually going to rise again and, you know, what he must have felt like, oh the my betrayal. gosh, the last thing I did yeah, yeah. to this person I love so much was was betray him. Mm-hmm. And then when Jesus came back, can you imagine how Peter must have felt? Like, I, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this. Sounds a lot like confession, right? right. I don't know how to do this. I don't know... But Peter went forward, and what did Jesus do? He said, Peter, do you love me? Tend my sheep. Lord, you know I love you. Tend my sheep. He asked him three times. Jesus gave him the equal amount of time that he sinned against him, that he betrayed him, to be able to tell him, I love you. I love you. Peter, we need to get past this, okay? I have other things that I need you to do, and so therefore I know that you love me, and I need you to know that I love you, Mm -hmm. and this is okay. I've forgiven you. And that's what we're denying ourselves when we don't go to confession. Jesus wants to treat us the same way that he treated Peter. Look, I know that you messed up. And I know that's part of just the way things are now, right? Because of the fall. But you have this, I want to hold you in my arms whenever you'll allow it and be able to say, Victor, it's okay. You know, Jeff, it's okay. John, it's okay. And we need to allow that because we're cutting off God's desire to be loving, to be that father figure in our life. I had a, uh, I totally agree with you on that, and um, I agree with with you something on on what you're going because it, as an image came to me in my mind when uh, you were talking. Um, this was back in Halloween. I was out in front stoop, you know, cutting out a pumpkin with Ella, mm-hmm. and you know, we're you're you, a terrible father. Right? I can't believe I, you that's right. <laughs> and um, but I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I had this like spiritual connection. No, not with the pumpkin, but the process of me being yeah. with her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, me I, get sitting, it. Yeah, I was me. worried for a minute. Right, right, thanks for right. clarifying. I'm going somewhere, trust me, guys. <laughs> so I'm sitting there talking with her and we're just sharing it the time of doing that. And then as I'm scooping out the the guts and, and the, the slime and all that stuff, and Ella's like, Yeah, so slimy, it's bad. And and in in my mind I'm going, That's what's inside me. You know, God comes in and scoops all that gunk out, all those seeds of temptation all those sins and and just a slimy un you know productive part of my life he cleans me out and then he and then he puts a candle in me lights my the candle (laughs) so therefore i'm shining forth some light you know not my light but god's light god's love and i mean and then and i'm going like that's some powerful revelation and it wasn't from me yeah you know it's all of a sudden had this connection just being there and and having that thought come to me because it's powerful. I mean, I I'm, I'm not smart enough to think that up. Yeah, know? no. So. I, 
Well, I hope you like carved a, a, a nice smiley face it would, on it, not I, like a I'm gargoyle because it kind of yeah. defeats the purpose. Right. Of it. <laughs> I should just just I should have just put like a cross, you know, there instead you of go. like a face, just a cross. Yeah, but that, that's awesome, man! What a story to share. I mean, that's to be that that uh, that aware mm-hmm. and that open of when God is trying to give us those kind of messages in our life, and I think that is another grace of, of confession. You know, I is my life is is by no means am I some sort of guru or anything like that, but. You know, to say that I haven't progressed spiritually in the last year and a half would not be fair to say either. And a lot of that has been because I've embraced confession. You know, it pains me to when I see guys that just, when you mention confession, it's like somebody came in the room with a gun and they're just, they freeze up. You know, like, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to get out of here. And and I get it because I was that guy. You know, the, the first time that I ever really confessed truly, you know, I went to MMOS a couple of times. We've talked about that on the show. I remember the first time I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I feel bad about these drugs and stuff I'm doing. And, but in the back of my mind, the whole time I'm going, like when I'm done here, I'm probably going to go do this stuff again, but I at least want to try to make myself feel better. I'll right. go in here and see if, and I, and I confessed half, half truths. You know, I remember the priest, the two or three that I, that I did that with. And it wasn't until my life got to the point where I, I knew if I, if something didn't change, I was going to, whether it was physically mm-hmm. harm myself or, what it was, but I knew that one MMOS that this was it. Like I, I didn't, the speakers didn't, I didn't crossing the goals here that year. I remember them being on stage, but I don't remember what they said. I don't remember who the witness speaker was because I was so focused on now I can go, I can find somebody that I don't know. I can go share all this stuff and get it off my heart. And I'll never forget going in there. I, I went down the hall and found this older priest from Batesville and I was thinking, well, Mississippi, which I, I was like, no, I, there's no way I know this guy. Mm-hmm. I go in there and sit down, and he was this older kind of crotchety priest, and and uh, you know, he says, well, what, what's going on with you? And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, buddy, I hope you got your seatbelt on. <laughs> but I, I let everything go, and for the first time in my life, I cried. There was tears coming down my face. I told him about all the betrayal and the lying and the the money I'd wasted on on myself and these things that have just broken apart my family and and. I'll never forget when he said, well, son, you've told me that you've tried to do this before and you've never really meant it. Do you mean it today? Because if you come in here and say this stuff, you know, and you're not meaning it, I give you absolution. It doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just said, I want to stop doing these things in my life. I need, I can't do it on my own. I need help. And when he said it, I just felt something different. I mean, I didn't know what that meant, but four days later I wound up in a jail cell on Good Friday, on, on Holy Thursday. And I, I just, I know that that has to do with confession. And ever since then, that showed me the power of taking our problems, of, of the weight and our burdens, whatever they are, if they're drugs or alcohol or, or just issues that, that people have beyond the addictions, but the everyday struggles we face, going and taking that to, to Jesus. Because that's what it is. That's something that people need to get over to. Uh, the priest, it's got to be this priest or that priest, or, or it doesn't matter. It is Jesus when you enter that confession. Mm-hmm. We need to look at it that way. But we go in there, and and we're just given this grace, and that's what that's what it's for. Is is Jesus wants us to go offload our our burdens, right? Lay down our pains, lay down your burdens, so He can give you that mercy, so that we can get to the end point of what we were created for, which is evangelization, bringing others other people to Him. That's why He wants to turn the confessional. I don't want to you know disrespect it by saying this, but saying like sort of a, a dump for your trash, right? Like come in here and get rid of everything that's wrong in your life so I can renew you, give you the strength, the courage, empower you to go out and do what I created you for. And that's where the 
where the issue lies and when we're not going to confession, we are cutting ourselves off from this grace. When, when I hear guys say, I haven't been in 20 years, I get it. I'm not judging. I know that if you hadn't gone, it's like anything else. You know, you, you quit working out and you, you decide four, year later, four years later you, you want to go work out. You go lift weights and you wish you hadn't for about a week and a half because you hurt and it was difficult. And, but it just takes getting that first time back to the gym out of the way. You know, and it gets a little easier every time. And where I've progressed in my life with confession is I don't even look at it now as like, whoops, I did that. I got to go because I'd be in there every five minutes, you know, with the way I sin. But, but, uh, you know, my point being there is, is now my body is almost attuned to, okay, there's something wrong. I've been going to mass. I don't feel the connection there. I'm paying attention. I'm prepared. Um, the, the normal things I'm doing, my prayers, my exam, you know, all these things I try to do in my day every day, there feels like there's this ceiling between God and I where I can't reach him fully. I still see him, I still feel him, but the, the relationship doesn't seem to be there in the same way. And my body now goes, boom, John, go to confession. Some of the times I don't know what I'm going for. Like I know I've done a lot of stuff, but what's that one thing that's, that's what's, what's the pebble in my shoe, mm-hmm. you know, right now? So... I go and, and a priest helps me work through it and I come out and I feel renewed and rejoice and I can't wait to do that that penance and just and, and complete the cycle of, of you know reconciliation and penance right and sometimes you need clarification right because uh, there's so much stuff that goes on that that you may miss you know maybe there's something that you did um, that you know was negative on on something else that happened to you you know sometimes when you talk through things, Anytime you go in for counseling, anytime you go in to talk to some or a friend about something you're dealing with, that per- fresh perspective can help you reveal things that you may have missed, and that's what the priest does too. You know, a priest goes, okay, what's going on? And they go through step by step. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't know what's going on. I, I feel, like you said, I feel uh, off kilter, mm-hmm. you know, and they go, well, let's, let's re-examine you know? right. So, well, and so many people focus on the Eucharist, and we should, right? That is the summit and the source of our faith. And just as much as the Eucharist can transform your life, confession can too. It's they're not one or the other. They're meant to go together. And you know, the grace that you receive from the Eucharist, I mean, you I've seen you after you take confession. You you appreciate what you've received. You I can physically watch you and say, Man, that is a guy right there that knows what just happened. And the same thing could be said when we when we exercise confession correctly in our lives. Mm-hmm. It because with both of those two things. Jesus is desiring a deeper relationship with us. He doesn't want this surface level, I go to church on Sundays, I attend a group once a week, or when I feel like it, I read the Bible every once in a while, I go to church on Easter and Christmas. He doesn't want that. He wants guys that are all in. And the ways to get deeper and deeper into that spiritual pool is is by experiencing the sacraments, right? And there's very few of them that we get to do more than once, right? I mean, you, you get baptized once, you get married hopefully once. You know, and so the ones that we do get to receive, we need to receive often and, and, and to experience, let Christ, let his love shine through to us. You know? Right. Well, let me let me push on this Please. because I, you, you talked about it and I don't want I don't want to skip over because I think it's a, a it can it can allow everyone to connect to what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So for those that are married or have been in a relationship, I want everyone to go back and think on what you think back the, the first time you confessed your love to Angela. Mm-hmm. That was yesterday. I'm just, was kidding. yesterday. I'm just kidding. But you know, <laughs> eleven we, years ago. But you know, but but the first time you told her that you love her, right? Yeah. First time I told Christy I love her. 
you know, first time any guy or any woman said they, they, they love someone, their spouse, that they got married and so forth. Okay, go back to that time. Okay, I want you to go back in time. What are we doing? Like a <laughs> doo, 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 you know, does like that do something yeah. with my mind palace, or does it just? I'm work trying to get itself? you there. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so be there. Okay, now now how did you feel saying all those things to Angela? I was nervous, and and you know, you, there's the doubt of whether that you have the reciprocation of that. But the first time you say it, but man, when you hear that back, it's 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 Bingo. like the best yeah. thing that's ever happened in your life. Right. So that same feeling that you had is the same feeling you have when you come out of confession. Yeah, that's what you need to be feeling because you're proclaiming your love to God every time you go into confession. I'm sorry, forgive me. And when you leave there, that's how you should feel. Right, and that's it, you're exactly right. And that speaks to the to the fear part of it, right? We're we're afraid that we we just don't see that aspect of it, right? We look at it like I said, as if it's just this man. I've got to go do this now, and I've got to go to the principal's office, and it's not that, you know the. I always hear guys say that they fear going to confession, but we shouldn't fear going to confession. We should fear what happens if we don't, right? Like, yes. I don't want to be the guy that dies, and I'm sitting there on my knees pleading, Jesus, I know I, I try to live a good life, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I'm sorry, but you never came and allowed me to grow in your relationship. You never came and asked forgiveness. You did as you pleased. When, when you got close to the edge of trouble, you might hit your knees, but you never came and allowed me to forgive you for your sins. And the words, I never knew you. Right. That's, that's scary. Yeah, that's it's those terrifying. haunt me in my dreams. Yeah. Is and, and so, you know, the thing that, these, that, that I want everybody to hear out there today is the fear is not in going. It's not going. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we talk about all these things. You know, we, we want to help men see exactly what true masculinity is. And... True masculinity, part of it is being able to humble yourself before God and before others. You know, that's that's what being a man is. It's not about how much you can bench press, how many miles you can run, how many hours of work you can put in in a day without sleeping. It's not that. It's 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 living your faith, trying to become a better person every day, and that's what confession helps with, right? When we 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 admit our faults, and and a great way to prepare for that, especially if you haven't been in a while is start an examination of conscience every night. And before you go to bed, take a few minutes and look back over your day. Say, how did I, how did I perform? You know, we all have jobs. There's performance things yeah. every day. You don't have to, you know, make it like a business model, but go at the end of the day and say, where did I you fail? Mean not a SWOT analysis? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I hear about the SWAT you. That's right. <laughs> but no, just to, to look at my day and say, where did I succeed? Where did I fall? Did I get... Was I was I quick to anger with my children? Should I've been a little bit more patient? Was I was I present to my wife the way I should have been, or did I did, did I tell a white lie to get her out of my hair? You know, did did I treat the people that came across me today the way that they deserve to be treated, or did I live a life today that was all about me? How many things did I do today that were for others? And when you begin to do that, you know, one it cuts down a lot on how many times you have to go to confession because mm-hmm. you're constantly looking at things and hopefully correcting them as you go. But two, it helps you identify the things, okay, I'm struggling here, and now I need to go see the doctor, right? Like we said earlier. Yeah. This is something I can't fix on my own. You know, I cut my toe off. I can't sew it back on myself. i got to go see the doctor. And so that's, you know, that, that's one of the things that helped me the most was the, experience, was the examination of conscience. But at the end of the day, we, we, have, a, 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 we have an obligation to also provide a good example for others. We know there's plenty of men that are struggling out there. If you're comfortable with confession, then go and embrace that. 
be the guy that's in line before your mass so that other men go, what? I can't believe you know Victor's over there in line. What He goes to confession? You know, things like that. We think we think evangelization and, and trying to be a beacon in other people's lives means you got to go walk into their living room with a sandwich board on that says, you know, love Jesus or go to hell. It's, it's not that. It, it's, it's doing things, exemplifying things in our own lives that people see. You know, especially we both have small children. What does it mean? I've taken Jacob several times now and just said you're going to confession since he's past the you know the the age of being able to go and and he said well dad i don't know what i'm going to confess and i said well then you need to start thinking about that kind of stuff and then he goes and i can't tell you there's not much of a greater joy in my life than the times where i've seen him come out and hit his knees in a, in a pew with those little tiny hands in a prayer you know formation and and he's just doing his penance and it's just those are the moments that, that the grace is also that come out of confession, right? Like, it's not always about us. It's what we can do for others. You know, my wife said something to me today about how she hasn't been gone to confession in, in, a, in a little bit. I don't know what that is, and I'm not, wouldn't even say because I wouldn't want to embarrass her on right. the air. You know, I got to go home to yeah, her. We got to take care of herself. But, yeah. but she, you know, she said something about it. Mm-hmm. I called the priest at our parish, Father Gio, said she's got to go to school at 430. He said, tell her to meet me at 4. And so she's going to, here shortly, she'll be going to confession. And, and you know, that's, that's a grace. That's something that I was able to do for my wife today that maybe she wouldn't have done on her own. Yeah. And, that I mean, confession is a gift that gets unwrapped in so many different ways. Right. Well, I know you got a power quote, so go <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, I do it. have a quote from a saint here. It's from, it's from St. Francis de Sales. And he, he says, For by confession you not only receive absolution for the venial sins which you confess, but also great assistance and henceforward avoiding them, new light to perceive them, and abundant grace to win back the ground you have lost to them. Further, you practice the virtues of humility, obedience, simplicity, and love, so that by the act of confession, you exercise more virtues than any other means. Mm-hmm. And that sums up perfectly that as men, we need to quit looking at confession as punishment, as something that, that we have to do. We need to look at it as something we get to do. And that it's a way for us to practice virtue. You know, we're always, as men, we should always be looking at the way we can practice that virtue in our life. And That's confession right. is one of the ultimate ways you can do That's it. That's right. So, well, I hear that music. So, all you saints and future saints, I just hope that you have listened today. And that if you haven't gone to confession, don't be afraid. Go get your mercy. Let God love on you a little bit more each day. So, Victor, why don't we close with a prayer, my friend? Heavenly Father, you are a loving and merciful God. Help us to receive the gift of confession as a grace and not as a punishment. Grant us the strength to face our sins and mistakes and give us the courage to bring them before you in the sacrament of reconciliation. And Father, help us to remember you only wish to fortify us with your mercy so we can continue to grow closer to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.